Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. News, information, and comment. Call a friend. Tell them we're on the air. This is a great show. I mean, they're all good. This is a great show today. Stay tuned. Well, got a call from Dr. Ken Hill, head of WHCB Radio 91.5 down there in Tri-Cities, Tennessee. He said, I was misleading the people. What? <laughs> he said, you're telling people we're doing the uh, share March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. I said, that's what you told me. He said, I know that, but I wasn't the one telling the... <laughs> what are you talking about, Brother Hill? GP's Traveling Salvation Show. Going to be in Niceville, Florida, February 17th and 18th, if you're in that area. Then we fly to Tri-Cities, Tennessee for the share Going to be February 22nd. 23rd and 24th. That's the official date. We got it now. That following Sunday, the 26th, we're going to be at the First Free Will Baptist Church in Elizabethan, both morning and evening. Looking forward to seeing a bunch of you then. And then we return back to Tri-Cities for Boone's Creek and Southwest Radio Churches Conference. That's going to be on the 3rd and the 4th of March. Boy, I hope this is right now. <laughs> I'm getting tired of correcting myself. God's good. Thank you for being a part, for praying for us. Look forward to seeing some of you. Going to be there for a couple of weeks. Oh, we ought to be able to get together. Put us on the prayer list. What in the world is going on? It was drought, 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 drought. And now it's California going to be swept away. Another powerful storm walloped California. Five-year-old boys swept away by floodwaters Monday on the state's central coast. And the entire seaside community, that is the home to Prince Harry and Oprah and other celebrities ordered to evacuate on the fifth anniversary of that deadly multi-slide there. Tens of thousands of people remained without power. Some schools closed for the day. Streets and highways transformed into gushing rivers. Trees were toppled over. Mudslides, motorists growled as they hit roadblocks caused by fallen debris. The death toll from this relentless string of storms Climbed to 12 to 14 on Monday after two people were killed by falling trees. What is happening in California? Well, this is a fine how do you do? Classified documents. Oh, how horrible. The president. How horrible. No, not Mar-a-Lago. Not Trump. Talking about Sleepy Joe. Several classified documents from President Joe Biden's time as vice president. They were discovered last fall, and we're just hearing about it now. Discovered last fall in a private office. Attorney General Merrick Garland has asked the U.S. attorney in Chicago, hey, he was an appointee from President Trump, anyway, to investigate this whole thing. A source familiar with the matters telling everyone, congressional Republicans really taking notice. Why wouldn't they? Oh, it's political fodder. Biden's lawyers say they found the government material in November while closing out a Washington, D.C.-based office. The Penn-Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement said that Biden used as part of his relationship with the University of Pennsylvania, where he was an honorary professor from 2017, 18, and 19. Oh, classified documents, huh? Oh, boy, oh, boy. They say this is different, though, than what, uh, of course it is. Uh, so what say ye, old Donald? He has led the chorus of condemnation after it emerged that these classified documents were found there. 
The files were found in early November, as I said, and, and Biden's lawyers handed everything over. The Justice Department has now opened a major investigation. The New York Times said it could lead to a special counsel being appointed. And uh, as happened in the case of Donald Trump and the documents in Mar-a-Lago, we'll see where this one goes. Biden was in Mexico City for a meeting with the president of Mexico and refused to answer any, of course, refused to answer any questions. Now, I would want to know this. When is the FBI going to get real and raid the White House? <laughs> I don't know. See, I keep telling you, this is just a scary game. And you're just one of those little pawns. We have no idea. The more I interview those experts on prophecy and conspiracy on the Southwest Radio Church program called Watchmen on the Wall, I get more confused. We have no idea what is going on. We think we do. We don't. Uh, how many homes does he and the little missus own anyway? I think they should be reading all of them starting today. Just get that whole team together and let's hit every property that Joey owns. Oh, that's not nice. Well, we know we got big, big, big trouble at the border. What in the world should we do? An idea right after this important message. As a pastor, as an evangelist, as a revivalist traveling around the country, I got very concerned going into churches and hearing stories of things dating back to people's childhood and teenagers involved and uh, senior citizens all ages doing some strange things, experiencing some strange things. Thus, we had a chance to go to YouTube or wherever and see Invisible War on the Saints, 36 parts Information we've gathered over decades working against the demonic world. When our family came under attack a few decades ago, I had no idea what to do. And as I contacted one pastor after another, they had no idea what I should do. So, uh, yeah, I love to help people, always. This is going to help. Invisible War on the Saints. Excited about the opportunity to share freedom with people of all ages. Of course, we're still working on Invisible War on the Saints, Victor or Victim, our book, gonna be a great addition to any library and certainly help, we pray, hundreds and thousands of people. Meanwhile, you know something else been a big deal to me? Dr. Ken Compley, colleague, we've worked together for, oh my goodness, 30, 40 years now. He's a part of Southwest Radio Church. His new book comes out this Thursday, The Great Deceiver. I get to interview him Thursday and Friday on Southwest Radio Church right here on this radio station. So you need to listen to that series. He is, uh, he's got two earned doctorates, brilliant mind, has helped thousands and thousands of people. The war is real. Many pastors don't want to touch it. We want to help. So tune in, my friend. Again, watch that Invisible War on the Saints. We get messages nearly every day of people who've watched it and have received a great deal of help, encouragement through the Word of God and battling the enemy, that invisible war on the saints. So what do you think about this one? We know we have a major problem at the border. A war is going on. And the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, is unveiling a bold new plan to use the power of the U.S. military to crush Mexico's drug cartels. The cartels are waging war on this country, and it's now time for America to wage war on the cartels, Trump said. 
What's the plan? Restore all of the border policies that I had and fully secure the border. Trump. Deploy all necessary military assets, including the U.S. Navy, to impose a full naval embargo on the cartels to ensure they cannot use our region's waters to traffic drugs. Order the Department of Defense to make appropriate use of special forces, cyber warfare, and other covert and overt actions to inflict maximum damage on cartel leadership, infrastructure, and operations. Designate the major drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. Cut off all the cartels' access to global finance. Get full cooperation of neighboring governments to dismantle these cartels or else, or else fully expose the bribes and the corruptions that protect the criminal networks. And ask Congress to ensure drug smugglers and traffickers can receive the death penalty. Oh, I like it. Come on, my friend. We know about it personally. Fentanyl. Heroin, meth, and other lethal drugs are pouring across our borders, stealing hundreds of thousands of beautiful American lives. Trump still got it in a lot of ways. Oh, and I, I really like this one. Back in the day when Nancy Pelosi, remember her, Speaker of the House, she demanded a committee to investigate the January 6th riot at the Capitol where hundreds broke into the building and Mostly just cause of, well, vandalism. But Pelosi refused to allow Representative Jim Jordan, one of my favorites from Ohio, on that committee. She claimed that statements made and actions taken by this man, a supporter of President Trump, would undermine the integrity of her agenda. Her investigation, of course, focused solely on issues for which Democrats could blame Trump, never even reviewed her own culpability for that riot, as she was at least partly responsible for the security of the Capitol, refusing Trump's offer for additional troops to protect the Capitol. Now Jim Jordan is part of that new GOP majority in the House of Representatives, and he's going to be given wide discretion in what he wants to investigate. Oh, that's exciting. A report at the Post Millennial said that Jim Jordan will hit up a special investigative panel to review the weaponization of the U.S. government, especially to include its attacks on the former president, Donald Trump. The report said Jordan now can demand emails and correspondence between the Biden administration and big tech and can review the revelations that came to light through the recent release of the Twitter files that reveal government conspiring with social media companies to suppress information that the current government did not like. Oh, this is going to be good. Go get them, Jim. Well, she's making history today. Always liked her. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, used to be White House press secretary, going to make history today when she's sworn in as the first female governor of Arkansas and the youngest governor in the United States with plans to bring about an aggressive, bold, and conservative agenda that will have a generational impact on that state. Sanders, 40, easily defeated Democratic opponent Chris Jones in November. She succeeds Republican Governor Asa Hutchinson, who was term-limited, could not run again, and he endorsed her. Sanders follows in the footsteps of her daddy, former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee, who led the state from 1996 to 2007. She said it's, I guess, a pretty humbling thing. As far as we know, we'll be the first-ever father-daughter pair anywhere in America. And so you know, that's a pretty historic and amazing thing, isn't it? It is. That's fantastic. 
You might add Brazil to your prayer list. Prayed about this one this morning. Authorities cracked down yesterday after supporters of Brazil's former president, A.R. Bolsonaro, who believe that uh, he didn't really lose the election. That sounds familiar. Stormed Congress, Supreme Court, presidential ballots. Meanwhile, the situation is getting awkward for President Biden as members of his own party are pressuring him to expel this guy who's now living in Florida since before his successor was sworn in. Also, for Bessorno himself, his wife said yesterday he was in the hospital with abdominal pain. Windsor, Windsor watchers who've yet to overdose on the British monarchy drama are Oh, they're saying, what's going on? Let's get to the nearest bookstore. Prince Harry's memoir, Spare, hits the shelves today. And a bombshell pre-release leak suggests that it's a juicy, juicy book. We already know more than we want to know about the royals. Oh, good grief. How much are they getting for all of this? Maybe up to $40 million for a four-book deal? Who knows how it's all working out. Well, got my wife a little queasy yesterday talking about that restaurant in Copenhagen, best in the world. And they announced yesterday it's going to serve its last, get this, fried duck brain in a mallard head in 2024. <laughs> its creator and head chef there told the New York Times that uh, the way fine dining is, it's going, well, it's unsustainable. That's what he's saying. I still have trouble relating to why you would pay $500 for a duck brain at any restaurant, anywhere in the, oh, it's another store. See, I'm just, I'm out of the loop somehow. Business News, Goldman Sachs laying off 3,200 people tomorrow, a day bankers have dubbed David's Demolition Day after the firm's CEO. John Deere's agreed to allow U.S. farmers to repair their own tractors without using the company's parts in a victory for the growing right-to-repair movement in America. And uh, Georgia, if you're into football, it was just embarrassing last night. They routed to win the college football championship, TCU. Good grief. Won by about 50 points. That game should never have happened. Anyway, Georgia, once again, two years in a row, national champions. Congratulations. And finally, who said that? A flashback to the past? I know it's 2023, but this person says, I'm still listening to the music of the 50s and 60s. Moviegoers, a lot of you say this, I'm not watching any movie where the dog dies. And I like this with the bakery. A sign says, please use the tongue to pick up pastries. I think they mean tongs. <laughs> Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. We continue to ask you to support this Christian radio station, my friend. Why? Where would you be without it? Only secular radio? Come on, we need it, my friend. It assists so much, I believe, the local church as they share their message of Jesus Christ and living this life in Him. Yeah, we need Christian radio. You need to tell others about this station. And when you do so, maybe you can share how you support them with your prayers and finances. Christian radio, a must more than ever. We're getting squeezed tighter and tighter. Yeah, we need to support and pray for those stations sharing the good news of Jesus Christ.
So, what do you believe? What do you believe about the Godhead, the Trinity? What do you believe about salvation? What do you believe about Satan and demons? How about the, the church that you attend? What do you believe about the church? And is it the building you go to every Sunday? People very often have a very difficult time expressing what they believe. Instead of having a verifiable belief system based on the Word of God and godly principles, many Christians embrace a few vague ideas, really, that they've picked up from others. When challenged, they really don't know anything. We want, therefore, to be sure that we have a solid knowledge of scriptural truth. Read 1 Peter 3.15. Peter tells us to always be ready to give a reason for what we believe and the hope that's within us, does he not? Consider a list of biblical topics that should be the foundation of your belief system. How about the Bible? That's a good start. The Bible is God's unfolding revelation of himself. It is his word to the human race, to you and me, explaining his intervention in history and nature and his arrival into this world as the God-man. In keeping with 2 Timothy 3.16, we refer to the scriptures as the inspired word of God or as God-breathed, which means the Lord chose individuals to record what he spoke to them. Since he who gave the word is more than able to protect it from error, the Bible we have today is reliable as when it was originally recorded. The word of the living God was given to us so that we might grow in our relationship with God. This is our instruction book for life, something that we should be into every day. And it's the final authority over what we believe. And then what about the Trinity? God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. Although the specific term Trinity is found nowhere in Scripture, did you know that? The truth of the triune God appears throughout the Bible. Our one God consists of three distinct persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They're characterized by the same attributes. They are eternal and omnipotent and omniscient and omnipresent and immutable, but each person has a very different function. Many passages of Scripture reveal a three-part Godhead. For example, the Spirit of God hovers over the water in Genesis 1-2. And then later, God says, let us make man in our image, verse 26. Who is us, if not a trinity? It's certainly not angels, because they're not creators. Jesus, likewise, indicates three persons comprise the Godhead. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. There you go. That he may be with you forever, that is, in the spirit of truth. John 14, 16 and 17. And later, he admonishes his disciples to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Matthew 28, 19. The Heavenly Father is the eternal and absolutely holy Creator God. Isn't that great? He has control over every single thing in the world, every single thing in your life. As the Apostle Paul says, he causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, Romans eight twenty eight. However, as trying as our circumstances are, he works to make them turn out for our good. God the Son is Jesus Christ who took upon himself human flesh and walked among men. Jesus never questioned his own divinity, instead affirming that he who has seen me, what? Has seen the Father, John fourteen nineteen. He came to earth for the specific purpose of dying on that old rugged cross. 
His death was the substitutionary payment in full for your sin debt and mine. 1 Peter 3.18 God the Father cannot look upon sin. Psalm 66.18 Consequently, only a perfect, holy sacrifice could atone before Him. Today, God the Son sits at the right hand of the Father and makes intercession for us. God, the Holy Spirit, dwells within every believer from the moment of salvation. Through Him, we have our spiritual gifts and the empowerment to do the work that God's chosen for our life. It is the Holy Spirit who transforms the life of the believer and brings forth good things. Galatians 5.22 Again, let me ask, what do you know and what do you believe What do you know and believe about Satan? We're excited to report that we're almost there. The Invisible War on the Saints, our 36-part series coming out soon. It's going to be real helpful in a daily walk with God and a daily fight with Satan and his demons. But Ezekiel 28, starting there, what, verse 12 through 15, tells us God created Satan as a beautiful and eminent angel. He's real, friends. The devil so desired to be like God that he rebelled against the Creator, who subsequently cast him out and his co-conspirators to earth. Here he has chosen to set up a counterfeit kingdom in order that he might reign as God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4.4. Satan uses deception. He uses division to ensnare believers. He also desires to keep unbelievers away from the saving grace of Jesus Christ not hearing the message, thereby destroying them. As the source of all sin, Satan instigates sin and pain and sorrow and death and the whole gamut. But his insidious motives are often disguised in counterfeit religions and empty philosophies. When Satan speaks, he accuses and he deceives. He condemns, antagonizes, and confuses us in an attempt to bring doubt and despair into our lives. Sound familiar? But as Christians, we have no cause to fear Satan. This is true for two reasons. First, a very good one, First John 4, 4, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's the Holy Spirit, that one in the world, Satan. Yeah, greater is he in you. And we're under the protection of the Holy Spirit. Nothing that God does not allow can happen to us. And we know that he permits only those circumstances, no matter how bad they seem to be, that he can turn them to our good. And then secondly, all of us who have read the word of God have seen Satan's obituary. You'll find it in Revelation chapter 20, where he's thrown into a lake of fire, eternally punished for his rebellion toward Almighty God. That's good stuff. We'll talk more about this on the next program, but it is important, my friend. What you believe matters, and it's important you have that foundation. I'll ask you again. What do you believe about the Bible? What do you believe about the Godhead, the Trinity? What do you believe about Satan and his demons? You and I need to know, my friend, the Lord is counting on us today. And finally, two official notices coming out here. Uh, The woman says, please don't come to my garage sale if you've ever let me borrow anything. (laughs) And then she also says, my husband is so good. What if this is my wife? My husband is so good at home repairs. They have a very special VIP area reserved for him. 
at the emergency room. Probably a place where everybody knows your name. Had my say for another day. Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Thanks so much for joining us each day at this time for, well, liking us on Facebook, telling others about the program, listening to shows from last week to last year at gregpatton.com. And I can't say enough. Again, thank you for supporting Christian Radio. Until tomorrow, same time, same place. Chin up. Keep your eyes toward heaven. God bless. Have a great day.